0: i grind for the love of the game you know my takes are scorching hot i grind for the love of the game projecting the jump ptj we're back with episode eight natron i i you didn't mention this to me but it looks like we finally have a sponsor that's very exciting Um, uh, magoos magoos tavern has sponsored us you have another you have more swag on was that provided to the podcast thanks magoos
1: Uh, I I wish I could say it is, uh, but I will say that a good amount of my, uh, my overall clothing that I own (laughs) is from Magoo's, like a surprising amount. I have multiple shirts, multiple sweatshirts. Uh, it's kind of my go-to spot for shopping.
0: Like if somebody doesn't know you, what, know what to get you, like Magoo's swag is a go-to or are you buying all this for yourself?
1: Oh, normally I walk in there, have about one to two more drinks than I need to. And then I look up at the wall and I say, those sweatshirts are twenty five bucks. Yeah, give me one of those sweatshirts. So like, and I never, and every time I'm like, I have enough Magoo stuff. I don't need another thing. But they, they just, they have just, just great uh, gear.
0: Has anybody ever stolen you Magoo's gear?
1: Stolen? No, I, I do have. It was given to me, and Emily commandeered it for me. But uh, it was from a thrift shop, and it was from the probably. I'm going to guess probably mid nineties, early nineties, a Magoo sweatshirts. So real, real vintage stuff. Um, but it, it's now been stolen by Emily. So. Cause the Magoo's logo kind
0: of has the little Jordan Clarkston street fighter guy on it. Right. You know, the Clarkston pose. Did you see yeah, that? When yeah. The scrum with Jordan Clarkson, put them fifths up.
1: I can see that. Yeah. 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 If like a bald Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, all right, real quick before we get into the contents, um, I just want to give a shout out to a potential sponsor. Um, that would be, I uh, can't really pronounce this Aussie licorice. Uh, it's like wily Wallaby, but I'm telling you, this Australian licorice is just the best. Like, you know, if you know some blokes who haven't tried it, you might want to know. Might want to let them know because it's the best licorice in the world. We just let the camera my hit
1: go- It's my go-to buy when I'm at the hardware store. They get that right at the uh, the counter, kind of grab it right as I'm checking out.
0: It's incredible, and if you wanted to sponsor this podcast, you could pay us some licorice. I that'd be fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Would, you, would you? Would you? Would you? Matter what flavor it is, you take them all. I, I don't like black
0: licorice. I don't do it. I don't do oh, black licorice. I'll take that
1: one. Oh yeah, I'll take that. It yeah. works out fine for us. I can always yeah.
0: find someone to trade with, so it's never been a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into uh, let's get into today's topic. I got to finish chewing this licorice here. I apologize. Uh, again, no editor.
1: Yeah, we did need to get the important content out of the way, <laughs> the candy talk, you know, so that's uh, <laughs> that's becoming a regular on this <laughs> pod, the hot candy takes.
0: When we get the YouTube uh, up and running, I think that's going to be, the, that'll be our biggest uh, sell is, is the candy. We're going to do some candy reviews for sure. Soda reviews, <laughs> chip reviews, different stuff like that, hot sauce reviews. Okay, so. We're here for it. We are. So today. um. We are going to get into some buy lows and to some sell highs. Something we have, you know, we've kind of touched on throughout uh, the episodes. Um, Just when we're talking about a player, we might throw in a little tidbit. Um, You know, I've always found these lists, the buy low, sell high lists to be kind of ambiguous at times. You know, the truth is like a a player who has a buy low one week could become a sell high the next uh, and vice versa. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, it takes a few weeks or a month or two, um, you know, to really have things even out. Um, So with this list, you know, I'm taking a shot and this is how I, you know, Natron and I didn't talk about our, um, the way we're going to approach the list. But for me, I'm going to take a shot at projecting the players that I feel could take the largest, largest jump rest of season from where they currently sit. Um, So I'm still an emphasis on players who have been, Trending down the past couple of weeks, um, you know, but it may be shown a glimpse of the heights I think they can reach. Um, I also am trying to avoid sell highs that are contingent on a trade to hit, uh, that just ends up being kind of speculation, like how many years mm-hmm. in a row can miles, Turner be a lot to be traded, you know? Um, so yeah, that, so that being said, the possibility of being traded could factor in and ultimately did factor into some of my decisions, uh, so yeah, my list is rest of season potential doesn't need a trade to hit, uh, but potentially that could be factored in. So that's kind of how I looked at the exercise. Nate, how did
1: you look at it? Uh, well, I thought we were only doing sell highs, so I only did sell highs. But oh, yeah. um, uh, but uh, but I have a list of those. But it is interesting I mean, you say that the, the one thing I think about when I'm doing a trades, uh, whether I'm selling or buying, um, is is kind of how much it impacts whether you're doing yahoo or espn when you click on a a player you know and their profile comes up and they have the most recent three four blurbs um how much that like when you scroll through what's in there affects your their that person's trade values it's almost equal to what their rank is um and so it's there is like there's some players and i'm sure you can think some guys that you've had i i know i have some guys in my roster where i've thought okay well this is somebody when they when they string together a couple games, I would love to, you know, kind of sell them off. And I'm just waiting to string together three or four good blurbs in a row. Um, and there's some some guys that Yahoo, the guys that are right for Yahoo, just clearly they don't like and, and right. they'll, you know, they even say like, they're like, well, that was a great game, but don't expect it the next time. Uh, and you're kind of just thinking like, just, just give me a couple of these like uh, softballs on these, or, you know, is vice versa. If you, if you're looking at a guy and you're just waiting for him to have a couple down games to, so you can target to, you know, to trade for him. Um, you just kind of hope that the, they have a couple terrible blurbs in a row. So you kind of can affect that value. But, so I think that's, that's pretty important as far as what your timing of your trade is. It's not only like what are they doing in real life, but it's also... The perception. Perception, yeah.
0: Um, you know, I, wa- I want to offer an important distinction um, because this, this has come up a lot more this season, actually. But first, yes, you're 100% right. Like over the years, nothing kills a buy low more or a sell high more than those words being in the blurb. Like mm, it's it, mm-hmm, it's like a poison mm-hmm. pill. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you've noticed this, and we haven't talked about this, uh, but have you noticed like this year? So in the past, and it's important to note that Yahoo itself does not write blurbs. They have second parties, services writing the blurbs. Mm-hmm. You know, in the past, it was just NBC Sports Edge that was putting those out. They um, or, or used to be a, Rota World, right? Um, so NBC Sports Edge has the kind of more colorful blurbs. And then wrote a Wire, um, who's always provided blurbs for my CBS League, um they've gotten in the mix too i mean, so if you've noticed mm-hmm, yeah. players will have two blurbs and you'll have nbc sports right. edge which is a little more sensational they're the ones they're going to put in some fun language they misspell things more often maybe they drink a little more um <laughs> and the road roto- the road roto- wire very like cold and dry it's very much like over the last five games this player is averaged 14.3 points 6.7 rebounds um so that's been kind of interesting I know the NBC Sports had just gone through some changes. They had the their podcast, the Roundball Ball Stew podcast, canceled, which has been horrible. Um, so uh, if any of you guys are listening, Matt Strout, Steve Alexander, um, any of the homies, uh, miss you guys. Um, but yeah, the blurbs this year have been kind of sporadic, but nothing kills a buy low or a sell high like the blurber. So if any blurbers are listening, I know you play fantasy, too. Please don't include those words in your blurbs. Mm hmm. Amen. Amen. Hell yeah. Have a drink. <sighs> right on. So it's funny that you said you said you only did the sell highs, right? hmm Because the buy lows were much harder, <laughs> at least for me. I thought in, in this particular time, like a lot of the buy low players I looked at, those buy low windows closed pretty rapidly just from the time we chose this topic in the beginning of the week until I started researching in the last couple days. Uh, we had some big performances from some players I had on the buy low list. Um, so let's save those for last. Let's hit Let's hit the sell highs. What do you think? Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. All right. I will jump in um, and start and hit you with my number three player. Uh, my number three sell high player is a player I like a lot, um, but I'm just like, is he really going to say this good? And that is Tyler Hero.
1: Mm.
0: He's my number three. Uh, so basketball monster season rank 39th yahoo uh has him 44th wow. right yeah i was very surprised on the basketball monster rank and i'll offer that for the players we're talking about and that one really stood out to me as like damn um so yahoo has him at 44 the last two weeks he's the ninth ranked player um that makes sense right so you know as far as uh perception on a sell high um he has made 19 three-pointers in his past two games that's a heat franchise record um and again i'm a huge Tyler hero fan but like this has to be the peak of his value this season um before i get into any stats like what's your hit on that don't you would you be surprised if this isn't hero's peak this season
1: there's so many guys out right now too. I mean, right. it's Jim, I mean, Jimmy was missing those games. Uh Kyle Lowry missed those games. I mean, there was they kind of needed him and he stepped up big. I mean, but yeah, I agree. I mean, this is he he was a lot better than what he showed last season. Um and he's very good, but this man this is unsustainably high.
0: Just whack my microphone there. Sorry about that. Yeah, so speaking of unsustainably high, let's kind of look at why that might be so. Um, So I'm going to hit you with some stats of uh, the past two weeks for Hero. And then right after that, the season-long stat, and then last season. So field goal percentage, which as we know, you know, uh, affects scoring. and affects how many threes somebody's making. Um, It's an indicator of multiple categories. He's averaging 50% from the field during this, uh, you know, two-week stretch where he's number nine. On the season forty six. Uh, and last season forty four point seven. So I I feel like that's gonna, you know, kind of hedge back over towards the mean there. Points is averaging twenty six points, uh, 26.1. 21.2 on the season, twenty point seven last year. The triples are where you're like, dang, uh five point one threes a game the past two weeks. Uh, 3.4 on the season, 2.7 last season. And then the stocks too. Uh he's averaging 1.7 combined steals and blocks. Had somebody ask me mm-hmm. about that term. Uh, shout out Akeem Elijah on. Um, he got so many steals and blocks. They they made a, a combo, a hybrid stat. An unofficial term. We just throw it throw it out in the fantasy world. Yeah. 1.7 stocks, uh, 1.3 on the season, and last season 0. 0.8. Um, so yeah. Um I I took a look at the trade market feature on Yahoo just to see who who's hero going for today. So just twice today in real Yahoo leagues, somebody pulled a one for one of hero for Paul George straight up.
1: Wow. That's insane, right? That's an insane. That's an insane trade.
0: We, but when you go to basketball monster, which I'll quickly pull up. Yeah. So number 38 is hero. And, uh, Paul George is at number 30. And if you don't have IL Plus, maybe you're getting a little frustrated with the rest days. Like, it, I wouldn't do it. I So that's, again, that's why I put him on this list. Um, somebody else got Brad Beal for him today. Uh, also, somebody today turned Hero and Drew Holiday into uh, James Harden, which is a nice two for one. Like, that's a lot to give up. Mm-hmm. It is James Harden. Somebody else turned Hero mm-hmm. and DeMar DeRozan into The Joker. That was all today in real in real fantasy leagues on Yahoo. So okay, well, so that's uh, that's my number three.
1: I just uh, looked up Akeem Olajuwon when you said that. By the way, hmm. he he averaged five stocks for his career. It's sick over these over his entire career. That's not even his peak season. I mean, his peak season he averaged four point six blocks <laughs> and two steals. <laughs> so.
0: I, I don't want to go on the soapbox because there's a lot of podcasts out there talking about this, talking about the merits of, of naming the NBA player awards. But if you're going to name the defensive player of the year after a player, I'm glad it went to Hakeem Olajuwon. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just pretty um, nuts. So you want to hit me with your number three and we'll just weave through and then we can do the. Uh...
1: So, yeah. Um, I don't know. if I haven't ranked, you know, in order like that. So I'm just going to kind of hop, uh, go more free flow, mm-hmm. but uh I'm going to hop right into uh somebody that uh well I'm going to go right into Jamal Murray as a potential sell high. Um when I know this take could look pretty bad in a few weeks. I mean it it could very well be you know you're you're selling low on him um at this point. But uh I think at this point, you know, we're about a third of the way through the season, you know I know he's coming back from you know being out for you know a year and a quarter or so but uh, I think he's you would think he's kind of rounding into full form at this point uh on the season Jamal Murray is 124th ranked on Yahoo uh his ADP was 76. so he's not quite I mean at, at that rank he's not quite giving you what you're paying for he has been trending up recently uh over the last month he's 66th. Which is, which is pretty solid. I mean, that's, a, that's the type of guy that you want on your team. I think some of the questions I have with that, I mean, and his raw numbers aren't, aren't terrible. You know, over the last month, he's averaging 18, four and five um, with one stock. Uh, you know, it's, his percentages are okay. I mean, 78% from the line, 44% from the field. Um, but I think, Kind of my question is, you know, is is this last month uh, more correlated to him kind of getting his footing back and kind of finding his form, and we're going to kind of see this ramp up from one twenty four to sixty six, up 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 the rest of the season, or is it more of a byproduct that MPJ hasn't been playing um, and kind of he's had a little bit more runway on those things? Um, I think for me. I would, uh you know, I, I would, you know, even I guess, you know, I'd be a little, I would, I would be kind of looking to, to sell him a little bit potentially, um, you know, even his best season, you know, he averaged 21, four and eight, uh, the year that he blew out his knee, but we've never seen him play a full season with Aaron Gordon. Um, we've never seen him play a season with Aaron Gordon as his facilitator. Like we talked about in his previous podcast, um, He's also never played with this alpha version of Jokic, this double, double MVP guy uh, who's, you know, so the team's a little bit different than when we last saw him. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is is back in in action this year, potentially, I guess. Um, But, you know, I think really, I I guess if, if I were a Jamal Murray owner, I wouldn't be in a rush to sell him. But I would be floating his name around and just seeing if somebody would buy it on name recognition. What what do you think about that? I mean, are are you a Jamal Murray believer? Are you are you buying on him or or are you a little bit more skeptical on that?
0: No, I got takes on this. He was on my honorable mention. Um, I was watching the Wizards Nuggets game the other day. And if anyone wants to look at the box score, they can see that he crapped the bed in that game. Um, and he was just really frustrated watching in particular, and I saw them interacting actually, and they were being convivial and laughing a bit, uh, towards the end of the game. Um, but Bones Highland, when he was doing his thing and you alluded to that hot stretch he had when he kind of got his value back up, Bones Highland missed a lot of time during that stretch. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Highland's back now and he's doing Bones Highland things and he's doing things that Jamal Murray pre-injury used to do. And he just his body won't allow him to do anymore. I saw him uh, try to make one of his like patented, like drives to the cup where he and he just like got into the air and got lost. Um, he was, just, you know, him and Jokic aren't playing that two man game as much as they used to. And he looked visibly frustrated with his body, kind of like Clay Thompson has at times coming back mm-hmm. from this injury. You know, he expects to be able to do things that he can his brains right and checks his body can't cash. Um So, yeah, I agree. I'd say it's a it's a lukewarm sell high. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, but yeah, I think that we've seen the ceiling um, and you just hope that it stabilizes. And but yeah, I I definitely think there's a lot more factors on this team than he's used to dealing with, plus his body. Um, So if somebody, uh, you know, Jamal Murray is a popular player. So if you can find the Jamal Murray lover in your league and um, you can get back a top 60 player, um, you know, just. Just real quick, I'll name a couple players. I would be happy to uh, trade Jamal Murray to get. Um, I would rather have Buddy Hield. I think rest of season. I think it's similar floors, ceilings, capped. Um, but I just I'd rather have you know the guaranteed threes. Um, I'd rather have Aaron Gordon.
1: Aaron Gordon is ranked ahead of him right now. Yeah, I even think... over the last over the last month, even even right. when Jamal Murray has been on this his little stretch. Aaron Gordon is still ranked over him.
0: Exactly. Um, So also, you know, another thing I wanted to kind of talk about, um, and I'll I'll just kind of uh, hop into it off this Murray thing. So if you're, you know, top three in the standings, um, and you can sell Jamal Murray for a player uh, that is currently injured on a team that's ravished with injuries. So in general, um, you know, when you're trying to execute a buy low in particular, I know we're talking about sell highs right now, but you want to check with teams who have been bitten hard by the injury bug. You know, you might be able to get a deal on a player from somebody who just has too many red logos on their roster. Um, Mm. So I would look for a a team who's been hit by injuries. You know, could you get package Murray and another top 50 player together and, you know, swipe DeJounte Murray away from somebody I would trade. uh, I'd trade Murray for, um, for, uh, the Sixers, uh, Maxi. You know Maxi. I think he's going to be out a couple more weeks, but there's a lot more upside. Wow. If if I'm first or second in the standings, I'd rather take a shot on Maxi coming back in the fantasy playoffs, just doing more for me than I think Murray can. So, um, yeah, I like him on this list.
1: Oh, cool. But, uh, glad we're in agreement on this one. Let's see. You you got another uh, sell high, or you want me to keep going? Or now I'll hit you with my number two.
0: So my number All two right.
1: is a player that we've never
0: once talked about on this podcast. Uh and it's so I can't Kelly Ubre. I can't wait for him to get some run. My number two sell high is the tsunami poppy himself.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: so uh shout out Nathan Yoder. <laughs> I'm a, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh yeah Kelly Ubre is my number two sell high. Um the window on selling Ubre at max value continues to close as I utter this sentence. Uh, with LaMelo and uh, Gordon Hayward both back, um, it was Oubre that went to the bench today. He still managed to jack up 19 shots. so That's nice. He made five of them. Um, <laughs> and that's the handsome chucker we all remember. That's, the, that's, that's that chucker that, that, that never met a missed field goal he didn't love. Um, so yeah, I don't have a whole... <laughs> I did hit the trade market feature again. Just to see. Um, so twice today, somebody was able to s- uh, swipe again back to the teams Ravage with injuries. Somebody was able to swipe OG Ananobi for Kelly straight up. Pause. Jesus. That's just yeah. dumb as dick. <laughs> just say dumb as dick. I love it. Okay. We're currently ranked as or, or uh, classified as clean. Um, so maybe we'll do oh, it. My bad. It's my all good, but I mean, I don't know how that works. So no one's offered us a contract. So, like, what up? um <laughs> uh, also somebody was able to package the tsunami poppy and my boy elfrin shingun who i like for chris middleton and um and ant man <laughs> anthony edwards so yeah i like wow that. i like that wow yeah.
1: i i would say that uh if if i had to create a fantasy team with just left-handed players kelly uber would be a pretty high pick um you know he's i mean he Probably is your first round. He's definitely first rounder.
0: That's a fun exercise. I, I need, I would say yeah. my knowledge of who's left-handed and who's right-handed is, is weaker than it needs to be. I could never make a layup with uh, my left I, hand. Mean,
1: I just James my, Harden is left-handed, right? So yes. I mean, I know he, he he's got to gotta be number one. Yeah, he can't. Um, but I'm not sure who else is in there. I mean, uh, but yeah, this isn't going to be too fun if we just randomly guess who's right <laughs> and left-handed. But uh, but so just, maybe we can have a supplemental podcast where we just kind of just take stabs and guesses at things. We'll add that to the running list
0: of ideas. Uh, so just in case anyone's trying to get something tangible out of this Kelly Uber thing, I'll uh, let give you the quick rank. So basketball monster, he's still number 60, uh, number 54 on Yahoo, and number 52 the past two weeks. So, if you can sell him on the merit that he still got the usage today, the shot just wasn't going in. Um, I believe he had 19 points, seven rebounds, and a steal today. Um, but I just think, you know, th- him masquerading as a go to score uh, has always had an expiration date, and I think we've reached it. Um, so, hopefully, you're able to sell high. You know, maybe you're holding on for dear life because you want to have the most handsome team. Um, and that's cool. You don't have to sell him. I think he'll still be a 12 team must roster player for the rest of the year. But I think if Mm -hmm. you look at his stats, you know, from today, uh, and then towards the end of the season, I would predict he's closer to number ninety, number a hundred. Um, just because I think there's too many mouths to feed and um he needs to have high usage to to be putting up top fifty value. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I think I, I had him on my honorable mentions as well. Um I definitely had him on my must mention, must mentions, but
0: my, must mentions.
1: Yeah, you know. all right. Um, the next, the next uh, one I want to roll into is actually a combo of two players, same team. Um, I don't know if don't tell me yet. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you I. Got?
0: I have a combo and then I also have an example of two players on the same team that I think could be viewed as both buy lows and sell highs. And I'm going to kind of go over that a little bit to give a philosophy on how they are interchangeable. It's all about perception. Um, Okay. Okay. Are your two players members of the Portland trailblazers? They're not No. Are your two players members of the Milwaukee bucks? They're not. Are your two players members of uh, the mud flaps of Oklahoma? (laughs) <laughs> they're they're not either. Okay, no. Who... <laughs> we got twenty-seven
1: to go. We got twenty-seven teams to go.
0: And if you'll just fast forward four minutes, you'll uh, you won't have to hear us name every team in the league. Uh okay, who you got, Natron?
1: Well you're gonna you're gonna guess after I you this next clue. Uh, so I have these two players that sell highs, um, which is a little ironic coming from uh your podcast hosts here, because uh both Fly and J and I have traded in our leagues independently for these two players uh separately so we each own stock in these two players which i'm going to name as sell highs uh jamie do you now know who these these players are
0: i don't make trades oh
1: (laughs) right yeah yeah, i forgot i thought i I told you that in another podcast yeah
0: i actually don't make fantasy basketball trades um
1: player that yeah, i we each made mid-season traded to 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 get You're, these two players i'll
0: be honest your trades have been like you've had like blockbusters and then you had like that small little deal recently um oh washington, washington. Deal. it's the wizard yeah, to washington, washington.
1: Yeah, yeah 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 so that's uh so the two players that i'm kind of uh i'm throwing out here and this i is know sell this, high this is sell high for these the are Western. sell highs. these are sell highs. so i and i'm going out on a limb on these ones i figured i'd Rather on this podcast, I'd rather than give you a lot of guys like Shake Miltons and this is uh, Monte Morris. Know, I'm tr- I'm gonna turn this off. And and guys, right, it is not you know, I figured rather than give you a lot of obvious guys that were kind of gonna lose jobs because of people coming back, it was gonna take big, big swings on these ones. Um, and so, uh, the two guys that I'm gonna talk about here are Bradley Beal and Christoph Porzingis. Uh, you know, Mm. obviously these ones, (laughs) you know, this one, this one might backfire. I mean, uh, Chris, Chris is the number 10th ranked player in, in fantasy basketball right now. Um, Bradley Beal is no scrub either. It means having a great season as well. Um, the only reason that I'm bringing these guys up, well, there's two reasons really. Um, first off is, is a, is a little bit of apprehension about the overall wizards situation. Um I know we talked a little bit the previous a uh, couple podcasts ago about what to do on players on teams that are tanking. Um and I do, do feel like um it, it, the players and teams that situation depends. It's all dependent. Um and but the Wizards one is giving me a little bit of nervousness. It's getting weird. It's getting uh, weird. Yeah. I mean, the wizards at this point, uh, with Chris Porzingis having arguably his best season ever. Right. I mean, Sen-
0: since his blow up year in New York. Okay. Um, yeah. So
1: top right, two, best right on par. Seasons.
0: Yeah. Right on par. Yeah.
1: Um, and Bradley Beal playing really well. They are in 12th place in the East. Um, they are currently have the sixth best lottery odds in the NBA. Um, they're 11 and 18 one and nine in their last 10 games. Um, I only bring that up to say, I mean, cause in fantasy, we don't really care what the records are, but I do. I do wonder if, you know, if, if that Washington brass looks at this and says, Hey, our guys are playing well and we still stink. Um, we own our first round pick this year outright no strings attached or anything like that um you know if if maybe you look maybe you start looking towards the tank um secondly even if they don't which you know um uh, Washington isn't typically one of those teams normally they kind of float in that like eight eight to 12 spot in the draft um even without that these two players are pretty injury prone um and one of them is aggressively injury prone um bradley beal for instance uh has missed an average of 23 games per season the last three years uh that's that's 28 of the games um this year alone already he's missed 38 percent of all potential games um so and then and christophe porzingis He's, I mean, he's kind of a walking injury so far. He's been, I mean, hmm. knock on wood, he's it's he's been help, really healthy this season, um, but that hasn't been his M.O. for his career. Uh, over his career, so this is his eighth year in the league, and so I'm not counting this season so far, but um, he's missed an average of 48 games per season.
0: Living on the past, Fort- are you, Antron? In
1: that I mean, you know, I think w- <laughs> one season, one season outlier, two season, you know, is whatever kind of uh this, that, and the other thing. But over, I mean, seven years is kind of a pretty significant trend there. And so I think uh, no, no, yeah. I think those two things combined would would make me a little bit nervous. And, and really, I think uh, what we may see or and I hope not to, because obviously. I own stock in Bradley Beal. You own stock in KP. And Bradley Um, Beal in another league. Oh, and Bradley Beal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're pretty invested in this. And I hope to not see it. Um, But I do wonder if you kind of see these kind of minor injuries that kind of translate into instead of being out two to three games, um, you know, a lot of the taking teams will be like, oh, two to three games means two to three weeks or two to three games even means just seven games or something like that. Um, So I don't know. What do you? these are big swings but uh are you you feel confident about your your stock in 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 the wizards or uh or or not
0: well what i'm really interested in getting into is the philosophy and the nuance behind what you're bringing up and and my number one when we get to it also is of the vein of you know are we living in the past or where's this team where's this franchise at in regards to their commitment to tanking Um, Hmm. I would, what I'd like to do at some point, and we'll have to come up with some metrics and ways to do it. And I know there is tankathon.com, which I was looking at today, which has like rest of season, strength of schedule and different, different metrics we can look at to show how like
1: that one every single day last year. Right.
0: Exactly. I was looking at it today before the pod, uh, for, for my number one player. Um, and I'm just curious with the, with the wizards of Washington, it, you know, in the past, like they've pulled the plug, but they're when guys have been banged up But A, they always end up with a ninth pick in the draft. B, they're going to draft a third-year senior who can shoot threes and nothing else. Or, you know, some dude who ends up in, you know, Johnny Davis isn't even in the league. You know, Zach Lowe was saying on his most recent podcast uh, with Bobby Marks today, he's like, if Johnny Davis walked up to my door, it was like, hi, I'm Johnny Davis. I was just in the neighborhood. He would be like, I literally don't, I don't know if that's true. I don't know who you are. Like. <laughs> um so the, you know I I don't the Wizards aren't a team that I'm super afraid about the tank because they have shown a penchant for hunting the 10 seed. Remember that year with Westbrook mm-hmm. when they ended up getting the 8 seed and that was such a big deal there and like they gave Bradley Beal this max contract which is one of the worst contracts in the league. It gets up All to right. 60 million eventually. So I yeah. think like they signed up for mediocrity when they did that. And if you know they can stay on the court their big three of of uh, KP and Beal and Kuzma, that's yeah, a nice big three. So I think Washington prefers to not tank. If I had to choose, will they tank or will they make a stupid trade at the deadline? I would lean stupid trade at the deadline.
1: Yeah, I mean that that is a really good point. That franchise is by definition um, in it to just win as many games as possible, be an inner entertaining brand. Because I and I, I've always assumed it's because of their markets. I right. mean, being in DC, they're getting a lot oh, yeah. of like uh people visiting that you know want to check out their games and they're trying to make money. Um, they're more interested in making money than they are in winning. Um, so it's it is hard to bank on those teams tanking, it, just like exactly the yeah. Knicks are always in that or like are leaders of the club outs on that one. Um, but to- I and to yeah. be more
0: specific for, for you know, the listeners, too, like with, so with Beal right now, personally, I wouldn't sell him now. He's about to come back. I believe he's going to play tomorrow. KP mm-hmm. missed a game with back soreness. Uh, he's supposed to play tomorrow, too. So I wouldn't sell at this very moment. But if, if you have an uh, inkling to sell these guys because you lean more towards the Wizards could tank or you're afraid of the injury history, um, I would wait till they string together a few good games, and hopefully those blurbers mm-hmm. don't use the sell high term.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, these are definitely not urgent or must by any means. It's just more. These are no longer can't touch guys. I feel like on your roster where, I where really ten games ago I felt differently. Um, you know, before they went on that one to nine streak, most definitely a little bit different about that.
0: For sure. Yeah. They're 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 solid additions to this list. Okay. So I'm 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 a little nervous to talk about my number one player. Uh. It has nothing, so I got I don't got a lot of stats on this. Um, this is an all feel and this so it has nothing to do with this player's production. This player's been an absolute stud. Uh, it's completely smashed his ADP with a silver hammer. Um, mm. and we, we talked a lot about found money. Uh remember the found money piece of you know, uh the aspect of um assessing your roster, you know. Um so this player, you know, I'm telling myself a story. Uh, to get out of the business of dealing with this team. And my number one player is Shea Gilgis-Alexander.
1: Again? Oh, yeah,
0: okay. I, I went. Well, we discussed him, and I wasn't, you know, we discussed, like, where's the Shea line? Um, but, it you know, it was a little early in the season, so I think it's time to talk about it. You know, it's interesting because, you know, the trade season officially kicked off in some capacity when the calendar hit December 15th, just because a lot of guys became eligible. Everyone's eligible to be traded pretty much now. Um So if I roster Shea, um, you know, I'm going to tell myself a story to get out of this business. You know, the team's just winning too many games and it makes me nervous. Uh, you know, perhaps they can stay low enough in the standings to keep uh, SGA safe, uh, But I want to see what he's worth just in case. Listen, this isn't a must sell by any means. He's not number one, because I think you've got to sell him. He's number one, because I think you could get an absolute haul and just just totally lock in a team that you can just kind of February March rolls around and you're going to bed just more soundly, hopefully, if you make the right trade. And I'm aiming high as hell. Um, So the Zombie Sonics are 11 and 17. They have lost four in a row, which is good. Uh, and you should root for each loss if you are uh, a Shea owner. Um, but those games have been pretty close, and they did win three in a row to start the month. Uh, today, they lost by two to the Timberwolves, so they're really competitive. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see Sam Presti watching this team limp around, you know, just just right underneath the belly of 500. Do you? I'm going to toss it to you. Um where do you land on this one? Where are you at? Where's the Shea line? If you own him, um, what are you thinking right now?
1: Yeah, I guess I, I do feel slightly differently than I think. Like when we talked last time and um, I I do. um, I guess I feel a little bit more comfortable with them. I, I guess I feel a little bit the opposite. Um, I kind of have a little bit of opinion. Um, I just went to the, We uh, had these great blazer tickets the other day. And we went to go see the um, blazers versus the Timberwolves. So he's um, like row 15. It was a pretty great tickets. So with, with Odin's Pete in our league and, oh, uh, yeah. and baby. he's, he, he's a listener to the pod. And he was like, uh, he's he like, Oh, I I really want to come on and talk about SGA and his take. And so I'll um, kind of uh, try to echo what he was saying Are you wait are, are you, you gonna channel nathan yoder's take on sga i am i'm just gonna pass his take it. along as my take uh you have you have, you have yeah. a better
0: speaking voice so that'll work better
1: Oh uh, <laughs> he usually yeah. has a fat Small fat burn. lip of evergreen in and uh so that kind of like uh makes it a little bit harder skulls um, deep baby <laughs> uh but uh and i guess he, you know his point was with, with guys like that You you write them, you you just write them and you know that they probably aren't going to be available in your playoffs, but there's so much crazy variability um, that can happen in a season. And it's hard to know. You know, you you could think that you're trading for somebody else, but there's no safe guys at this point. So you might as well just take take the safe money while you have it and know that your roster come playoff time is probably going to look. 50 or 70 percent similar to what it looks like right now so just ride 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 with it um and i think that makes sense you know i mean there's uh, you know because a lot of these shutdowns happen the last two weeks of the season three weeks of the season um you know the thunder are a little bit more uh <laughs> polished at this at they're taking. good at it man it's what they do they're really good at it yeah they're, they're they're definitely the goats at it um But, um, so I think that situation is maybe a little bit different, but I, I think if I was an SGA SGA owner, I wouldn't, I would listen to offers, um, and I would be willing to trade them, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be selling cheap on him per se. Oh,
0: don't at all. Yeah. Again, he's not my number one, because I think he's the number one needs to be sold player. He's just the number one. Like, I want to know what I can get for him. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the apprehension others are going to have makes it difficult. You know, it's funny and to to yeah. uh, to Odin's peen's point to the peen point. Um, when I when I was trying to go through the trade market <laughs> on Yahoo, there were only two trades involving SGA today, as to where some of the other players. I had fifteen examples. So people are holding right now. They're kind of of the same mind. Somebody did deal Shea for Lamelo Ball today. I wouldn't do that as a Shea owner. Um, mm. I would definitely hold. Um, so
1: yeah, it's just yeah, just it's trading one for, one problem for another.
0: Exactly. So I I just when I saw that they're continuing to remain that competitive, I'm like, Sam Hankey ain't going to let this fly much into 2023. I mean, good Lord. Um, But yeah, I I just think if you can and I wouldn't package them for a two for one, but I'll name some names you might want to take pokes at Tyrese Halliburton, Donovan Mitchell. Um, These are players I would potentially be interested in, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, if if the two for one's good enough, if you can get like, you know. To top 30 players and you have a couple of weak spots on your roster. So it just depends. If you want to get out of the business, because it's just gets you're going to get sweaty palms um, down the line, this might be a good time to sell. Uh if you if you think you might want to sell, I might consider doing it now. That way, whoever's getting him is gonna get some of that value, that peace of mind that they have a few months before they have to get the sweaty palms. That's all I'm gonna say. Hold Shay if you don't sell him before the new year. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. That's this is a, well said. Well this said. is your Shea selling window, but you don't got to do it.
1: Yeah, that's that's a that's a very well said. Nice. Curious to hear some of your uh, your your buy lows there, Flying J.
0: Oh, I'm sure you are. Um, so the buy lows we're we're going to run through a little quicker. Um, just like I said at the beginning, off top, I found this a little harder. Um, so my number three uh, is a tie between two teammates. Uh, I got Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton here. Uh, Middleton is a bit of bit scary as a buy low right now. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's been pretty bad since returning. On the other hand, yep. you know, some of that rest is to be expected, especially on the shooting end. The dimes have been there. Uh, he's given you 4.4 dimes right off the top. Um, so. Just quick on Middleton. I know you do roster him. What's the temperature Are you holding and waiting for better days, or could someone buy him off you at the right price?
1: It's it. It is hard because on one hand, the frustration couldn't be higher. Um, he's without a doubt the mo- player I'm the most frustrated with, you know, after uh, his I mean coming back, he's played terrible. And then on top of that, he's out tonight or tomorrow, whatever it is with, a knee injury again so I mean it's this uh he's hardly playing and when he's playing he's just hurting you um so on one hand I'm incredibly frustrated with him and I would love to not be dealing with it <laughs> the 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 flip the flip side is though and I feel like it's hard um the hard part about trading for guys um that have just come off of injury with any owner is that you know there's all this equity built in. You know you've kind of you've held onto them for so long, and you've t- you've taken the lumps. You know you've you've left the other guys on IR. You dropped other guys to do it. So you kind of have this like uh, attachment to them. Um, so it's a little hard to to trade. I mean to trade them. But I think I I love his inclusion on a buy low because there is probably a number of owners out there that are so frustrated with them that you probably you probably could get them for you not that everybody's selling them but somebody there is an owner out there that would be selling you for cheap and uh, it's worth asking
0: that was a very well balanced take thank you uh for that natron clean uh, so Drew Holiday on the other side of this number three. So Drew to me is perhaps the most perpetually overlooked player in fantasy basketball. You and I, I think we are in lockstep on that. Mm-hmm. He's often over uh, underrated. Um, it's a player that I seldom draft, and then I'll hunt for buy low opportunities throughout the year. Doesn't always work, but I have found that it can work. Um, he just was out a couple games. Uh, literally nothing serious. He's a game time decision. Uh, yeah, just a non-COVID illness, whatever. Um, but his because of that, his, his ranks have plummeted a, a little bit. Um, you know, he's last 30 days, he's number 52, he's 36 on the season. So I always just like poking around, see, like I said earlier, if there's a team who's hammered by injuries and they're low in the standings, take a look at, you know, what you might, you know, make an offer for Drew Holiday that you can live with, make it make an offer that you think's strong. But, um, he's just one of those players that I always poke around at, at certain times. So just keep an eye on Drew Holiday. Nothing in particular. He's not a, you know, he's not a screaming by low, um, but, uh, but yeah, just take a look.
1: Yeah, there is, I mean, a certain type of owner that drafts some and then could get frustrated with his lack of uh raw box scores. you know, like we, you, if you're kind of used to seeing a high ranked guy producing 25 10 um that just isn't his game by any means and so you I could right. see somebody not necessarily appreciating the trickle of stats and the high defensive stats uh that come in so I yeah I think that that's fair if you can if you can get them get them
0: thank you I, I've just gotten a notification that LeBron leads Lakers to victory so that's unfortunate becomes the oldest player with three straight 30-point games since Jordan played for the Wizards. Um not fantasy wow. related, but um
1: Well there goes there goes seven bucks for me.
0: Like <laughs> show. No. Um,
1: there goes seven bucks. Come on, <laughs> nugs.
0: So my there goes seven bucks, this man. So my number two is a player um that I just think the ranks don't reflect his value. Um we haven't really talked we alluded to him. Um so this is the sixty third ranked player on basketball monster, sixty-seventh on Yahoo this season. Over the last two weeks, he's 141st. Now, that number is why I think he's a buy low. And to be honest, I submitted a buy low for this player before we recorded in our league. I know he won't respond um, <laughs> because it's Andre. Um, but I was just like, before this pot is heard, I'm just going to float out an offer. And that is Darius Garland. Mm. You know, um, just I like Garland rest of season so much more than his rankings are showing. Um, to get a little more nuance Um you know, I think there's been a, a tug and a pull, uh, you know, with um with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, but tonight Don, uh, Garland had a huge line again. He was back in double digits and assists. Um, and uh, yeah, just to pull it up, he had 20, 10 and six. Uh, so I think things are starting to balance out a little bit. So if somebody is really concerned and just, you know, Mitchell stealing the show, um, I think it's a good an opportunity to see how the um, manager in your league values Garland. Make an offer and, you know, if the guy has sexy calves and doesn't respond to trade offers, you probably won't get a rebuttal. But, uh, you know, that's not every league. <laughs> what do you think about my garland incl- uh, inclusion?
1: <laughs> I like to talk about the sexy, sexy calves. That part is a fact. So with little background. With certain, that was with certain too... garland
0: owners. Can you give a little background, Nate, for the listener? Just real quick, because that was too specific.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you're talking about the the owner in our league, uh, uh, Andre Shank has uh, just beautiful calves. I mean, it's it's really it (laughs) should be his profile picture. Um, Yeah, this man uh, also has the talent of being able to uh, chug a beer in under two seconds, uh, which is a real. Impressive skill set, especially for me, who takes about 45 seconds to shotgun a beer. <laughs>
0: this is one of Natron's buddies. I don't, I actually don't know if we've met, but he also has the talent of being able to play fantasy basketball for a decade and make zero trades and be competitive most years. So,
1: yeah. Oh, and very good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think as far as Garland goes, I mean, it's, I think and some of it is, it it is interesting. I mean, as your team goes along, you, you kind of uh, figure out like where your stats kind of coalesce on what you're, what you're targeting, what you're not. Um, And I think sometimes you maybe think you draft a guy and you think, okay, well, he'll be, he'll, we'll see an improvement on this or we'll see, or we won't. Um, And I think Garland's a great guy, you know, if to look at, I mean, if, if for the owners, if if his stat profile doesn't match what his team is, then that's a great opportunity for you to snag him. I mean, if you're looking to pick up assists, that's a great guy to, to snag. I mean, he's going to help you everywhere else, not hurt you very much, um, you know. And and maybe that player doesn't need what that what that uh, profile is giving. So I think it's it's worth looking at and then and kind of coming at that angle from from trade.
0: Wonderful use of the word coalesce. I appreciated that. Also, I think Darius Garland's just a great guy in general. So you could have just stopped your take at great guy, <laughs> which, which is a what famous a nice guy, what a famous what a nice if you know. Uh, what a good guy. Okay, so my number one player uh, on my buy low list is a player. I'm going to request you guess who it is, and all I'm going to say is this is a player we've discussed much on this podcast, and this is a list that I put together on buy lows.
1: I mean, I guess this is uh, you're going to go Anthony Edwards here. I'm not,
0: uh, because I think it's going to be really hard to buy him low right now. I'm going Scotty Barnes.
1: Really? OK, All right, hit me with it.
0: So uh, it's. I've talked a lot about how I feel about Scotty Barnes. Um, I think he's another player where his ranks just don't reflect his value. Um, I'll get into it a little bit more quick raw numbers. He's number 102 on Basketball Monster with no punts. Uh, number one, I did not do the puns for this for this segment, um, kind of ran through the bylaws pretty quickly. Number 106 on the season in Yahoo, number 113 the past two weeks. I want to quickly tell you what 113 looks like. Uh, so the 113th ranked player, Scotty Barnes, has given you 16 points, 8.9 rebounds, 3.9 assists, 0.6 steals, 0.4 blocks, A three. And 54% shooting. So if you're putting the free throws, 69.2%. And the turnovers, again, who gives a shit about turnovers in a nine-cat league? Don't try to win them. Uh, 2.9. Just quick calculation. I think that's a top 40 player, top 50. Um, And I think the low window is about to shut. Uh, His past two games uh, against Sacramento, he had 27 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, and a block. Just today against Brooklyn, 26 points, 3-3-1, three, three and one, one steal. Um, and I don't want to get conspiratorial. I don't want to start doing hot takey stuff. Um, but um, I'm curious. I think the Raptors are a very curious team at the deadline. Um, I just mm-hmm. wonder if Sayajiri is getting an itchy finger with this roster. Um you know, I don't have an, I don't have it in front of me, but I think Pascal Siakam is uh extension eligible at the end of this season. Uh he I believe is 29 years old, a little older than you think. Uh and then Fred Van Vliet. Uh, you know, what could they get for Fred Van Vliet? I don't I love the Raptors, I think they're fun. We just did a deep dive on them. Uh real NBA terms, uh, I think their ceiling is winning a playoff series. So um is there a world in which Scotty Barnes, they just decide to, you know, sell some of their older parts and just build around Scotty Barnes? I give it a 10% chance, but if it happens, damn. Uh that would be interesting for his his uh fantasy managers. Just a little wrinkle. It's not why he's number one. I just think he's undervalued perpetually uh this season. And I think the perception again is just a little worse just because he was so popular, he, he won rookie of the year when he probably shouldn't have um and he's been a little so- little down from last year but yeah rest of season i think where he's at now so where he could finish that's my number one by low
1: so uh, i guess i'm curious i mean so uh is it more that you think the rankings aren't accurately portraying what he's bringing to the table because i just went to the basketball monster and, and did a punt three throw and turnover build and he's given back seventh round value um so 83 uh is is his rankings there are are you are you more thinking that uh that what he's helping you in is so valuable or you think that he's just on the cusp of of kind of like just uh smoothing these things out and kind of taking another micro step and that you're going to expect a top 50 the rest of the way
0: yeah the latter i think you put that really well without overstating it um Again, uh, you know, we're talking by lows, you're wanting to aim for around where the player is at now. And I think if you're know, your average top 90 or 100 player uh, is not coming with the upside of Scotty Barnes is not coming with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with those uh, spike games that he gives you um, where you're just like, damn, that kind of put me over the top this week. I needed that. Uh, you know, Scotty can help you in so many categories. So that's why I think the punts are important. Um, and so, OK, that's fair. Um, he's not exactly crushing it. Uh, what'd you say? Eighty mm-hmm. three. But yeah, I just think that the idea of a, a buy low is you're trying to buy low. Um, so I just I'm going to the trade market here yep. for for old Scotty. Let's take a look. Twenty five trades today. Um, so this is what this is what people are doing with Scotty. Somebody, mm, Jesus, this is a buy low. Somebody just sold Dinwiddie and Ivy to get Scotty Barnes, and someone else sold Aaron Gordon nice. and Stephen Adams. To get Barnes, wow. uh, G- Gordon's been great, but we, but he's just he is going to be what he is, so that's what a bylaw looks like, and that's in real time, folks. That's real podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> somebody else sold Melton and Jeremy Grant, who I like both players for Scotty Barnes and Brooke Lopez. I like the Barnes <laughs> side of that. Wow, so yeah, again, just yeah. that. Some oh, this is okay, we'll get off this page, that's just getting weird. Um, yeah. I just saw a trade I shouldn't have seen, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I just think right now if if somebody's basing, they're frustrated because where they got him, and they're like, I've, I've had, I want off this ride. Maybe he doesn't fit their bill. Just take a look. I think he's the number one by low player. Meaning in every league, somebody should be taking a look and seeing how whoever has Scotty Barnes values him. Take a look, figure it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I like your uh, perspective on that as far as uh upside a trade i mean trading for upside you know and yeah. uh i mean no. if you're thinking all right his floor is a guy that is clearly helping your team um and it, but his upside is a guy that can turn the jets on and kind of be potentially more triple double e um then uh and you can get him for as cheap as some of these other guys are getting getting him, yeah do it
0: Warren well put but again, to kind of bring it full circle, it's just there's so much um, connective tissue between a buy low and a sell high because they they change, you know, so rapidly from from week they to do. week, month to month. Um, so real quick before we go, I just wanted to offer. So I, when I was going through this and trying to think of who I was considering for these lists, uh, you know, I came up, I, I decided to try a buy low and a sell high for the same player. Um So this is another double whammy on the same team. I'm going to do Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant here. And so these are players that could fit both lists, depending on how they're valued by whoever has them. So the Dame factor, uh, they could be viewed as buy lows because if somebody feels pressured to move them now that Dame is back, uh, worried that they're going to turn back into pumpkins, you know, if they're overstating their concern uh, and their own assessment of the players, you know, with Dame being back now, um, both are going to take usage hits for sure. Uh there still will be rest days. There will be fourth quarters off, just like the T-Wolves game on Monday. And there's uh always a chance of re-aggravation of the injury, knock on what I don't want that to happen. But um just take a look if someone's like, I gotta move this dude for like a top 110 player or top 90 player, people start to get really worried about that stuff. So, in some situations, both of these guys could be buy lows. Um, they can also be viewed mm-hmm. as sell highs because if you can get a top I would say 40 player back for either of them. I think you do it. Uh, for some reason, the assessment of, you know, another manager is that Anthony Simons or Jeremy Grant are exactly who they were prior to Dame coming back. You want to sell to that person, you know, um, personally, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle, you know, as somebody who rosters, both Simons and Grant in different spots, I personally elected to hold. I, I saw that there were sell high windows. I didn't, I turned down some offers with Grant involved. Um, they were both kind of found money for me. Um, and so I like the spike week games or the quarters, uh, you know, weeks, potentially, if anything happens uh, as an added bonus. So a little uh, draft capital affects perception corner here.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's a good reminder also to uh, that not every manager will also view players in the same light and it doesn't hurt to ask. Um, you know, because sometimes it hurts might to me That's true. If you're asking, uh, James in our league, he <laughs> yes. gets mad at you, you know, exactly yes. what I'm and saying. He <laughs> will. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. I mean, so, so yeah. I've, I've... Uh, yeah. That's...
0: <laughs> it was a long road to hoe. Um, so, uh, James Robinson, uh, if you're listening, you know, I just, I think that the fact that we've been able to, uh, forge a friendship through, um, Through all these years, you know, I I offered, I think, I don't remember who it was. It was, it was not garbage. I don't send garbage offers. Um, I was probably trying to buy, it was a Kawhi Leonard offer. I don't think I send garbage offers. Um, I send more offers than most people probably. I probably send the most offers in the league. Is that fair to say?
1: I told you how far far you're going to go on this. Like, (laughs) okay, okay. I send terrible offers, but not, not every offer is terrible. Okay, they're all terrible, but you know, terrible. but some of them are okay. okay.
0: Point is, I made an offer for Kawhi Leonard and he ended up missing the whole damn season that year or something. I, it would have been a bad trade for me. But I got a message and it was like, That's so fucking adorable, or isn't that cute or something? Uh and I didn't know, dude. And I was like, damn, bro. Uh so we became rivals from a distance. Uh he he, I believe, living in Salem, uh, and uh me living in the Dalles, Oregon. Um, but we've come to grow. Uh, fondly of one another, I believe, and now I speak uh, about them all the time. I bring up J. Rob, my boy. Um, we have a personal text thread we'll occasionally indulge in. So, you know, if there's somebody out there that you've offended um, because you like to send a lot of trade offers, just know there is hope for you.
1: <laughs> you come back from that. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I, I'm just going to run. <laughs> I just want to run through just at the very end here, just like the last. Yeah. I got like uh, two real quick sell highs. Um, one is, and it breaks my heart to throw him into this category because he is one of my favorite players in the league, uh, in general. So I hate to include him as a, uh, um, guy to get rid of, but, uh, this is a player who's only missed. I want to see if you can guess who this is. He's only missed two games this season and they both been in the last week. Um, and this player is just about to turn 37 years old.
0: Missed two games. Just about to turn thirty-seven.
1: Oh yeah, I know thirty-seven. He's a point guard, um, kind of a, a short point guard, but stout. Um, oh, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, yeah. Yeah, just missed his first two games the entire season, which is pretty amazing. He's very kind of amazing. And yeah. kind of an Iron Man at this yeah. point. Um, and so his ADP was 104. He's currently ranked 39. Damn, I um, didn't
0: realize because I I steer clear of that big old booty at that age. So I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, he's crushing it the season. And so maybe this is one of those cases of found money. Um, but I think it's uh, you know, he's missed an average over the last four seasons of 20 games like 19 to 0.5 games uh per season um so he's i think uh somebody that you could investigate whether or not somebody's going to be able to you would just imagine there's that wear and tear at that age is going to catch up with him at some point so um i think if if you can sell him high i would do it but once again if not ride it uh it's been a good trade good good, good, uh, train to be on but uh, I certainly would uh, I would not feel bad about uh, investigating a trade with Kyle Lowry at this point
0: did you say train to be on as you're trying to bring up that thing on the back that caboose
1: that is a big caboose that's a caboose backing that thing down yeah I
0: 100% agree love Kyle Lowry God bless him Um, but yeah if you can sell high by all means sell that boy
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, the last one I got is uh uh Bogdanovich for Detroit. Um mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: right who, you know, that it's kind of a more of an obvious one. uh but it seems to me if I had if I had to lay down money and uh you know, I hate placing bets, so like I won't do that. Yep. Uh but uh if if DraftKings ever offered a Will Bogdanovich be traded uh, feature, I would, I'm going to lay uh, a fair amount of uh, college, my kids' college fund on that to be yes.
0: He, he's going um, to the Wizards for a first round pick for the third time in his career. I guarantee it. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. And
1: the, and that first round pick will end up being an eighth or ninth pick. Uh, but uh, I would just assume that he is going to be traded. And right now, he, with, with the uh, Pistons, he's enjoying a twenty-four point seven percent usage rate. I mean Yeah, he has the, the Jeremy he has the side. Jeremy Grant role. Yeah. Yep. When he was there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's working great for him. I mean, he's fifty-fourth, he's a fifty-fourth ranked player of the last month. Um, he's crushing it. So if you have him, you literally got him for free. Um, uh, enjoy it. But if you can but I would just think that any team that he's going to get traded to is trading for a guy that's going to be there. His the fifth or sixth guy. Um, Bro. and when that, tra- when that trade happens, his value goes from locked right. in starter to streamer. Um, so I think even though he's ranked 54, if you can get a top 80 guy for him, um, you do it, do it.
0: De- Detroit, bo- Detroit bogey's inclusion on this list is fundamentally sound, but, uh, He's, I'd say, top three. If you get an offer for him, for him from another person, you're thinking this dude doesn't fucking respect me. He doesn't respect my knowledge of the game. Like I've actually got had people get mad at me, and the first player I can picture besides the coincidence is literally Bogdanovich's face. Like if you get an offer for Bogdanovich and another player for like a top forty player, you're just gonna be like, it, it's just, just be careful. I, you know. A real mm-hmm. savvy owner is just going to take that as you slapping some, you know, something on there. Yes. He's putting up stats, but like he is the most, one of the most obvious sell highs also. Right. You know, yes.
1: Bogdanovich, you know, it's not even the right. Fun yeah. Right. There's no upside there. And I you got to look at that picture
0: the rest of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he definitely is the, uh, the guy who uh, is your SEO manager for uh like all oh, your search engine optimization or uh, companies.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's your IT guy. He's Nick Burns, the company. computer? Yeah. No. So, yeah, just just tread lightly when offering Bogdanovich and, and you know, know who you're offering him to. You don't want to make any enemies. Um, But he's, yeah,
1: it, it'd be a good inclusion if you're doing a two for two. Uh, yeah, one of those yeah. like, all right, well, I can kind of sweeten this pot a little bit, Uh, you know, kind of. Somebody to to try to get rid of if you can. But uh you're right. You're right. I mean, uh any savvy owner is not taking that.
0: Pretty much. But yeah, no, that's uh
1: we yeah, that's that's the end of the list. That's the end of the players.
0: Um it's so it's kind of a kind of a bummer when you got to end on Detroit Bogdanovich, but uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else. I'm out. <laughs> now we're, everybody's going to be picturing it that face for the rest of the day.
0: If we had thumbnails for our podcast, it would be the saddest picture of Bogdanovich's face we could come up with, I would say. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to quickly uh, remind anyone who's made it this far in the podcast, I, you know, congratulations. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, you probably have already subscribed at this point, uh, but if you made it this far and you haven't subscribed, just go ahead and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Um, hit the little download button if you listen to it and you didn't hit the little download button. Just go ahead and hit that. Uh, really help us out. Um, yeah, give us a
1: five star ranking. We we appreciate yeah. that too
0: exactly and you know send it off to somebody else if you could if you want to fire it off to a you know second cousin or somebody you think you might might like the pod just feel free to do that we'd
1: appreciate that as well if, if you have a yeah if you're right if your brother is a big Bogdanovich fan mm-hmm. uh, maybe he'd like to hear this
0: yeah yeah send him an offer too
1: <laughs> right yeah we're here for the <laughs> Kelly Oubre talk and the candy talk every time well we'll see if
0: we hit more Oubre on the next I mean it's three in a row i believe we are just on we are in fire nba jam rules with kelly Ubre takes <laughs> so. i would certainly bet on it <laughs> all right well uh for Natron clean this is your boy flying Jay, and we will talk to you soon later all right peace